In this episode, Josh and myself will talk on the necessity of community. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one where we talk on community. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Convos. We are so happy you're joining us on this awesome Friday. My name is Josh, and I'm one of the hosts on this podcast, and I'm joined with my beautiful, wonderful bride, Becca. (laughs) What's up? So, Becca, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Life's just been been kind of normal. Um, yeah. you actually started going back to work. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Uh, you, I mean, you've been working, but actually getting to physically go in since, uh, COVID-19. And so I know that's been kind of nice to get back in the swing of things. And I've just been chugging along as per usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting getting back to work and, um, I physically got to meet someone this week, which was really, um, is different um, because every meeting I've had literally has been on Zoom. Um, so physically meeting someone in person uh, definitely was interesting. You know what's funny too is um, I went to Symmetry this week uh, for that meeting, and I get up to the counter to order because you know our governor is like, oh, you can have twenty five percent capacity inside restaurants now, and so uh, Ted opened some seating up inside and. Um, so I get to the counter and I go to place my order and like, literally my mind just went blank. Like I literally <laughs> forgot how to order. Um, and the, and the girl's like, so what are you having? And I'm like, uh, and I'm just like stuttering. And finally I, I got myself together. Um, but man, the social distancing isolation has definitely not been good on like the mind. Like it's literally, it feels like my mind has cobwebs and I'm getting rid of all of them. Yeah. Um, I know. I saw like a super funny meme and it was like saying how, like if you hang out with someone, you're going to need to lay in bed for the next two weeks to recoup. <laughs> Cause you're so used to like not in- like engaging. Um, it's turned all of us into introverts. Yeah. Which kind of, <laughs> you know hints at the fact of like what we're going to talk about tonight is the you know community and just the necessity of it and uh, i just want to remind you if you're not a subscriber please hit the subscribe button um because that's how you'll get all of our latest episodes and stay up to date um also if you have instagram follow us on instagram we're coffee and convos and uh that's where you'll see our latest episodes um us doing recording we do giveaways um yeah it's just a good place to to come and that's where you can also like send us messages if there's like certain topics you want josh and i to talk about we are so excited for when this COVID-19 thing's over and we can mm-hmm. actually have a guest on our show. Yeah. Um, that will be yes, really, really fun. Guests lined up. It's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be super fun, but definitely if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit that, hit that button for us. So tonight we are going to highlight underground candle. Um, so Underground Candles, actually, um, some of our buddies, they um, they have this company, and they're just killing the game. Killing um, I mean, their stuff is so good. Um, 
they do soaps and candles and um, sometimes they do like the little hand scrubs. Yeah. Um, I know that they actually have like um, a certain scent like for Symmetry Coffee, which is really cool. Really cool. And it tastes amazing. It smells like coffee and it's just super yummy. Yeah. And I think it even has coffee grounds in it, which it is super yeah. cool. So it's like energizing. And so it's just really awesome. And the we love, you know, the people that own it are some of our very best friends. And um, we're just super proud to highlight them and, you know, and use them. And they're like pretty much our like sole provider of candles. Yeah. And she does um, these soaps that are like super amazing. They're not just like you're playing like bar soaps. Like she makes them like all swirly and like just incredible. Like it's a true art what she yeah. does. And um so we're just so stinking proud of them. And so um, if you get a chance, you should definitely follow them on Instagram and you can see more incredible pictures um, and, and tag along with them as they, you know, create new scents and push out more um, products. And so they're um, underground company on Instagram. And so uh, click that follow candle. button. Yeah. yeah. And sorry if I didn't say that. <laughs> Underground Candle Company. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a mouthful, but <laughs> they're amazing. Um, and you should totally hit them up, especially if you love candles. Um, she makes them um, super healthy. They don't have like all the like the chemicals and like all yeah. the different things that are in like normal candles, like that you can just buy at the store. They last forever. Yeah, they last really long. Um, I think it's a like a a soy yeah, like candle that she uses and she also does like wax melts um and so yeah she's super super talented um she and does just, custom stuff too like tonight yeah. we have um one called home sweet home so this was one that was actually custom made for um our city group leaders yeah. uh, we gave one away to each of them um and this smells like a warm cinnamon vanilla mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, it smells like just home Oh my gosh, yeah, it's just so inviting. And she's really talented at, like, combining different scents to, like, give a certain feel. She's done, like, butterbeer, which is, you know, super super fun yeah and um she actually did one that smells like a like a library and it's like crazy because it literally smells like that yeah um and then she has like you know tropical scents and like typical candle like scents but she just is so good at using like natural things that are healthy for you to have that are like burning in the air especially if you like to keep um you know, if you just like to use like really raw products, she's really good about using that. So, um, you know, local business. So, you know, whenever you can support, um, definitely, definitely check her out because she's pretty spectacular. Yeah. We're, and we're going to, at the end of the month, um, one of the things that we, we want to try to do monthly if we can is we want to highlight, um, our friends that we know, but even local businesses in, in our community yeah. who are just doing it really well. So, you know, last month was all about symmetry and we'll continue throughout this entire show's history to talk about symmetry. We just love them so much. But for this month, the month of May, we wanted to focus on Underground Candle uh, Lab and just really highlight them. Um, like Becca said, they're amazing friends of ours. And, um, and so at the end of this month, we're going to be just like we did this past month, we're going to give away a candle and yeah. we're giving away um it's called beach house and it is phenomenal mm-hmm. smells delicious 
uh, as we go into summer. It's such a great summer candle. So um, same kind of deal as far as the giveaway. Just be looking on our Instagram um, um, of how you can win that candle, and, and we'll get it shipped out to you. So yeah, really, sure. really exciting, definitely. For sure. Well, tonight we want to talk on a topic that for both me and Becca um, – this is just a topic that it's is a passion of ours, one that just burns in our heart um, consistently. You know, I think when I became a pastor, this was something that honestly I was learning how to do better at it myself because um, I'm more introverted. I'm not always extroverted. So being around people is not like my first go-to thing. And tonight we want to talk on community and what does community mean in a world that currently, especially, I mean, what a timely topic is filled with isolation, filled um, with, you know, social distancing. So how do we have community in the middle of COVID-19? But more importantly, like, how do we have healthy community? Mm-hmm. Um, and so tonight we, we want to talk on this topic um, because we just really feel that there is such a lack right now in culture and such a um like a roadblock that is causing people just to they just can't get to healthy community. They look for community in literally every other place besides what I think God's intention and his heart is mm-hmm. for community. Uh, and I want to read this scripture because I, I this is to me, the foundational scripture for community, and it's real simple. It's Genesis, so first book of the Bible. Genesis 1, verse um, 26, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Um, and what I love about that scripture is, in heaven, in case you didn't know this, there's there's a triune um, being, there's a trinity that's going on in heaven right now between God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And so community is a vital part of heaven. If the Trinity, right, the Godhead mm-hmm. needs community. Um, and what I love is when we read the, especially the first probably three chapters of Genesis, we get an idea of God um, and, and the Holy Spirit and Jesus all working together to breathe and, and make the earth happen, the universe happen. So, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, um, if you're a believer and you hate community and don't like being around people, you're really not going to like heaven. <laughs> yeah. Well, it even talks about, you know, like when God made man, like he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So right. what did he do? He created a helpmate, Eve. And so it's just that like idea of like we were created for community. Um, and again, just to like touch on, like, I think that it's so true that we just look for community in the wrong way. And I think that it's different boundaries and just culture and all of those things that combine of like, why we look for it in the wrong way. It's probably because if we're not digging into scripture or like having those healthy relationships that pour into us, we don't know where to find community. So it's, you know, and then there's so much of the, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, the anxiety and the depression, like all of those stuff take root. And then like searching for community is so like extra difficult. Then you search for community that thinks a little bit more like you or um, yeah. I mean, it just gets super difficult. And so, and then sometimes you just stop altogether because you don't know how to search for community and then you get burned and then you get so burned that you just quit. 
Like right. you, you shut down your need for community, um, which is also like crazy dangerous for like you and, um, and just how you function as a human being. Um, Cause we were never meant to do life alone. You know, and what's, what's so funny when, when we were, you know, thinking about talking on this subject, we, within the last couple of weeks, have watched two movies, um, and both are very counter to each other, but both have the, how community can be done in the wrong way. So, the first movie we watched um, was Waco, and um, if you don't know anything about Waco, it was back in the 90s, this religious cult um, who had this guy um, who was leading it, who, you know, basically called himself the Lamb of God. Um, he was the one Yikes. who was, yeah, I mean, it was just awful. So he he gathered, I want to say, like 300, 400 people out on this compound in the middle of nowhere in Texas. And they they basically formed a community. I mean, they, they never left. They, Hashtag cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, it was big time cult. Um, <laughs> and they just, it was awful. And so, you know, uh, make a long story short, I don't want to ruin the movie for you. Go watch it. But the community eventually dissolved and um, law enforcement got involved. It was very tragic what happened. But when we were watching it, I noticed, you know, there was this manifestation of, I think, God's heart for community because these people were doing things together. Um, there was a unity amongst them, but it was community for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, um, there wasn't diversity. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing we're going to hit on tonight is diversity within community because um, if community is just being led by one person and that's the only person that is in charge of community, we're automatically doing it wrong. You know, yeah. I like to look at us as puzzle pieces. Each one of us brings value to the table. So when I'm, you know, one of the things we, especially at um, the church that we serve at, we emphasize in our city groups is um, is having diversity, like in the group. So like our group, for example, there's people who are, you know, 90 all the way down to people who are 14. Yeah. And it's wild. You would not think like, you'd be like, oh, that that's not going to work. No, it works. Gathering people it around does. the table, sharing life stories and um, and just history with each other. So it was really, really cool. That movie, um, by the way, or TV series on Netflix, it was really good. There is some, some language, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, but it was really... Really cool to see that. Um, and then the second one we just watched last night because uh, we were bored and just looking for something to watch. And it's a movie called Catfish. Mm-hmm. And it was a catfish or catfishing? Catfish. Catfish. So th- it's basically a documentary um, that was made back in like 2010. And it highlights um, this this guy and his brother from New York. They're filmmakers. And he befriends this woman and her daughter online, and this little girl makes beautiful art. So they develop this friendship over Facebook, and he's like a film guy, yeah. and loves like the arts and stuff like that. So this little girl sort of became a fan of him, actually, and so he started yeah. sending like fan art of like material stuff that he had shot, which yeah, is really like beautiful. So that's kind stuff, of how yeah. the relationship started. Um, and then, it, so it's, you know, he gets a hold of the the older sister, um, who who's his age, and they start developing kind of this platonic relationship that turns a little bit romantic. But it's all over online; it's all over the internet. 
uh, and phone calls. And then they go out kind of west where these people were located and stuff starts getting a little strange. Yeah. Um, they realize stuff that this family is posting online is not true. Like it's stuff they've they've taken from other people, music. So the brother um, of this other, you know, the main guy is like, hey, let's go see if they're real. Let's go to yeah. their house. And uh, and they show up and it just turns out like, I mean, it's the weirdest, most freaky thing. Like you're watching, you're like, oh my gosh, this stuff is like real. This yeah, happens. it's like, it's weird. It's like you have, it's like so freaky and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But there's this like part of you that almost feels so sorry because you can see like i mean anyone who knows what catfishing is it's obviously like there's an online relationship or some kind of thing happening and the other person isn't being truthful right and they're like posing as whomever they right. might be um so you know you can get that from the title and we're not like spilling the beans about the show right. but um or movie but, um, yeah, you just kind of get this, like, or at least I did. And I probably, Josh, again, with the whole, like, shield thing, I shield everyone. <laughs> but I try to look at other people's side. Um, and you just feel so sorry, like, almost for her. And, and even though, like, they're totally crazy, <laughs> like, bonkers, Legit. like, something is not okay. Mental institute. You could tell, oh, geez, you could tell that there was such a loneliness and such a desire to seek out someone who cared, that community. Yeah. And again, that leads back to, like, finding community in the wrong places. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, it's just, we crave it. Yeah, and both those movies, like I said, they both represent how community can be done in the wrong light. And I do feel like today there's a very high emphasis even before COVID-19, for online community. I mean, you can go on Facebook and Instagram and have a group of people that you know, right, through an online presence, but you don't really know them. Mm -hmm. And that is your community. And there's never this face-to-face -face interaction. There's never transparency. There's never people interacting um, with each other, holding each other accountable. You know, the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. There's none of that going on. Um, and then, you know, you've got the flip side where community is just done almost in a dictatorship. Um, you know, I think of like the religious cults where, you know, people gather these people and it looks nice and it looks great from the outside, but little do they know, you know, on the inside it's twisted, it's messed yeah. up. And so tonight we want to, we want to navigate that and we want to give you the middle ground for what does healthy community look like and how do we have it? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and tonight, even for the people who are listening, and, and maybe you don't even follow Jesus, um, we're going to give Christian principles, but I would just say these are human principles. Mm -hmm. These are things that all of us can live by as humans. So I want to give three reasons tonight um, that we'll talk through on why community must become a part of our life. Um, because I really do believe if you isolate yourself, and, and I know for some of you listeners, um, you might be introverted and that's totally cool. But that being introverted doesn't mean you can just bypass community. Mm -hmm. It just means you're going to do community probably a little different than an extrovert mm -hmm. uh, would do it. And so um, reason number one is community is not optional. It's the heartbeat of heaven. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what we stated in, you know, a little bit ago in Genesis, we see this, this community happening in heaven between the Trinity and then when God creates Adam, he realizes, oh, man, Adam can't be alone. He needs a helpmate. So he creates Eve. 
And then we know how the story goes. You know, the earth begins to populate. So there's this essence that comes from heaven that gives this heartbeat to community. And I do believe in every human's heart. I don't care if they say, oh, I don't like people. Listen, we were um, we were wired to desire community. Just yeah. like we were wired to search after uh, God. Now, for a lot of people, they search after a lot of other things to try to you know find God. Um, just like I think we search after a lot of things that um, we try to manifest as a fake facade for community. You know, maybe it's I'm a druggie, so I have my drug friends. We shoot drugs up, or I'm an alcoholic and I go to the bars. And yeah, there's people around me who are talking to me. We're having a good time, but it's this fake facade that never gets to really the heart mm-hmm. of community. Because I I do believe this within true community. There's two like foundational pillars, and that's being authentic and uh, and, and having accountability. And I believe that when we can be authentic, meaning we can just let our walls down, which um, I would even say, man, I'm still working on sometimes, right? Like that's something that we we strive to be transparent. We try, you know, to be authentic, but it takes effort. It takes work. Yeah. Um, so community is not optional. It, it's the heartbeat of heaven. And um, what I mean by that is, listen, um, if, if if right now, because like we mentioned at the start of the episode, it's kind of strange going out right now. You just feel um, being in social, social isolation for so long has really uh, not done the human spirit justice, right? Yeah. Like we're, I think it's going to take a while for us to get back in the groove of it. Um, yeah. And I think for, you know, just hitting back to like those who are introverts, like, I know this topic sometimes almost feels overwhelming in the sense of like, you know, when you think community, you think like a block party or like a huge massive group full of people. And it's just like crazy overwhelming. And that's not like, that's not the heart of God, nor that's, nor is that what we're talking about. Community could be, you know, like for me, I don't like necessarily big groups and I I don't mind hanging around big groups, but that doesn't like fill me. That doesn't fill that spot of my like heart that needs, um, that desires like that community. What rather what fills me is like that one-on-one or like meeting with, you know, a very small group and just doing life and talking like those kinds of things where there is accountability, where there is realness and walls come down, whether it be with one, two or whatever amount of people, that's community. Like it doesn't have to be this big party, this big ordeal. Like community is just having that connection with someone that's raw and authentic. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, too. Yeah, that's good. Number two is isolation kills, um, community protects. So good. <clears throat> so, you know, when we isolate ourselves over time, we we eventually kill ourselves. Um, in fact, an interesting case study um, was done not too long ago. There's a, there's a subgroup of people within Japan's culture called the Hikigamori, and um, – and it's this group of people who have been so burned out because in Japanese culture, they put a very high emphasis on work. And so literally you get burned out. I mean, the average person um, in their culture works about 80 to 90 hours 
um, a week. So just imagine there is no time off. I mean, you're just constantly going. And then on top of that, there's the social pressure from parents and grandparents mm-hmm. to become something. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they literally will sometimes kick you out of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this group of people called the Hikikomori, and they literally have um, have isolated and locked themselves in. So they've completely shut down. Um, these are people who um, are, are a lot of them are millennial aged, actually. And they'll go back and they'll live with mom, they'll live with dad. Sometimes they'll get an apartment and literally... They never leave their room. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the stories um, it was really interesting. It was a YouTube documentary. They went in, and this person um, hadn't left their home for three years. Literally, had not stepped out of the foot, um, you know, the doorway into the hallway of the apartment building they lived in. They got groceries ordered online. Um, they did everything online. Um, they, you know, um, usually they're very into gaming. And what happens is um, the average lifespan of a hikikomori is around five to ten years after they lock themselves in. And what's crazy is the they have a whole task force that will go in to clean out the apartment of this person who who just dies. They just there's it's not like there's a medical condition. They literally die loneliness. from loneliness yeah. and social isolation. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, it's crazy because we read the story of Jesus and we see Jesus oftentimes went off and, and he was alone with himself. Um, but that's not the isolation we're talking about. We're talking about completely shutting yourself out from society, from people, from family and friends. And um, and guys, isolation kills. It's like if, if you know, you're in the middle of a field in Africa and you're the only person, you're walking and you have no guns, you have no nothing and there's a pack of lions who are hunting you. Well, we know from, you know, watching nature, um, zebras um, who are often hunted by lions don't die when they're in herds and when they're in packs. Why? Because they have each other's backs. Mm -hmm. And so, guys, this is what the enemy wants in our life. He wants to isolate us. He wants to kill us. He wants to destroy us. And if he can convince us, oh, man, that person wronged you, or they said something, so just completely shut them out of your life, over time, you'll start seeing if you follow that trend and if you follow the enemy, friendships start going mm-hmm. away. Family members start getting you know burned out of your life because the enemy has convinced you to have a fence in your heart, to... Um, to, to be angry and bitter. Um, and I love this scripture, Ecclesiastes 4.12. It says this, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Hmm. So what does that tell us? Well, that means that you have to, you have to at least have one other person in your life. Yeah. So when we just I love what Becca said when we when we're talking about community, we're not saying you have to have a block party in your house. Yeah. If it's one close friend, and I would just say, um, a husband and wife, you, that's awesome. You guys communicate, you talk. But I, I would say you need a friend mm-hmm. beyond each other uh, to have a relationship with and to, and to have that community with. Um, there's this power that happens in community. And community really does protect. I know um, some of the, the accountability partners in my life who you know are, are just treasured friends of mine, um, I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't have those people who invested time into my life. 
and they spoke difficult things into me mm-hmm. that I needed to hear that sometimes I didn't want to hear. Yeah. You know, sometimes I was angry and I was like, oh man, I don't need them in my life. And then I remember, you know, God just whispering now, like, consider it joy, consider it a treasure to yeah. have that community uh, yeah. in your life. Yeah. I mean, I can say totally the same in that sense, you know. I've had those those hard talks or whatever it might be, that accountability where they call things out in my life. And, and, you know, yeah, it could hurt, but, you know, I do consider it a joy because, you know, if someone is like, hey, Beck, like, this doesn't really seem like you or something seems off, like, that's someone who knows me, who's cared enough about me, who's invested enough into me to say, hey, something seems off. This doesn't seem like who you are. Yeah. Um, because that's just showing that someone actually cares instead of just saying, oh, well, if you want to live that way, go on ahead. Yeah. Um, Cause that's not good. You know, it's the whole iron sharpens iron and just that having that community helps you do that. Um, and same for, you know, you, if you're in that community and you see your friend and something just doesn't seem right, you can, you can call that out in them. And, you know, in that relationship, you've earned that right to speak into their life. And that's a huge portion um, of it. And and that's why, you know, if you're going to have those kinds of relationships, then you need to be ready for someone to speak into your life. Because if you allow them close to you, they, they, they have the authority to do that. Totally. Um, and, you know, absolutely consider it pure joy. Um, cause I know like those times, like I might not have felt like it was joy in the moments, but I can remember so many situations where I'm like, oh, thank God for that person. Yeah. Um, or wow, I really wish I had listened to that person, <laughs> but boy, I was just being foolish. Yeah. Um, so community is just so important. That's so good. Yeah. Last one, number three is, um, is authentic life giving communities provide healing and diversity, which in turn advances God's kingdom. And um, I really do believe this because, man, when I when I look back on my life, the communities that I have really thrived in, there's been healing there and there's been diversity. What do yeah. we mean by diversity especially? Diversity is not just skin color. It's not just, um, you know, your wh- whatever nationality you come from. Diversity is spiritual gifts. It's um, it's personality, right? Because I think each one of us has a different personality. So when we bring those things to the table, we're adding to if you if you think of it like a giant pot that you're just throwing different ingredients into that eventually turns into this beautiful soup. That's kind of like community. Yeah. Um, we're throwing all these ingredients in, and and you know one of the things in community, this is how you know it's true community that there's healing taking place. Yeah. We, you know, I look back at our city group that we have here at our house. And one of the uh, things that's really come of it is some people that, you know, had started with us. Um, At first they were very introverted. They had a lot of brokenness in their life. And over time, because of being around us and just other people in the group who really, you know, love healing and just seek after healing, they now are seeking after yeah. it. And, and now they're healed. And now not only like them literally, um, but even relationships are being mended in yeah. their life because now they see a true representation of what community looks like. Yeah. And community's messy. Listen, I can think of two people in our group who, you know, I've, I've done dinners with personally and just coffee with. And, and sometimes it's inconvenient. And so mm-hmm. can I just tell you, like, if you're listening, 
uh, community is always going to be inconvenient for you. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be a, a perfect time. Um, and so there's always going to be that, well, I just don't know if I have time. Yeah, it's always going to require a sacrifice. Yeah. And I just feel like in, in our culture today, especially with like time, people just get like so bent out of shape. Like, ah, oh, I got to go here. I got to go there. And I would just say like reevaluate what's important. Mm-hmm. Is binge watching two hours on Netflix more important than showing up? And having face-to-face interaction with someone, yeah, you know, is is going to every single soccer game. It's great as I think that is to support our kids. Um, sometimes we have to support ourselves, yeah, as well in those seasons. And so, um, can I just encourage you, like, get get a hold of authentic community? Because here's what I know: until the church, especially realigns itself into authentic community, I don't think the kingdom of God's going to advance as strong as it could. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to take all of us as believers realigning ourselves with what really matters. Yeah. What really matters is our relationship with God and people. Yeah. And when we can get that straight, man, the community happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, along with community just being inconvenient, I would say community is kind of messy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super messy. It involves you like being raw and like open and vulnerable and that's sometimes really hard especially if you're not used to it and so there is like that messiness that comes from community we consider you know one of the wins for us with our with our group of people that we have over at our house is when the night is over did people laugh it did they cry and did they walk away anticipating the next one yeah when they do that we know true life change happened, yeah. right? Because we know that the, that's the ebb and flow of life. There's going to be moments of laughter and joy. There's going to be moments of tears and just like pure brokenness. But then there's going to be this moment of like, man, I'm anticipating going back again yeah. and again. Yeah. And then like just getting those texts of like praise report. This yeah, finally happened. I love that. Or like whatever it is. Or even just the prayer requests. Like even if they're heart-wrenching, just that – that idea of they know that there's a community that cares. Yeah. That they like that they matter enough. Yeah. Um, that even if I get a text in the middle of work, like I will probably text them back. Um, that they matter. Yeah. And I think that's just what people want. They want to matter. And yeah. so, you know, having just that messy, authentic community is what people crave. Yeah. As much as they don't want to be messy, they want someone to care enough about their mess. Yeah. Um that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, and and people just I think right now people need a space where they can just be themselves. Ugh, yes. One of the things that like I just oh, I'm so over um I'll never forget I was like probably 19 and I was going to um uh, this ministry, I'm not going to name the ministry. I'm not even going to name where, but I was going to this ministry and it was um, for people my age. And every time I would go, message was great. Worship was great. A whole nine yards. Service was great. The thing that was lacking was the community was so fake. Hmm. It was just a facade of people that put on their beautiful faces and never revealed who they really were. Yeah. And I always left there wanting and desiring more. I wanted to hear the stories of struggle. I wanted to hear the stories of breakthrough. And in real community, um, requ- I think requires us to be just ourselves. Yeah. Right? Who cares? Like if, if you if you're a big Star Wars nerd or you like cats or you like coffee, whatever, um, be yourself. Yeah. When you're true to yourself, 
it's going to be so much easier to thrive in community. Yeah. Um, having to be this fake facade kind of person just gets tiring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And no like real breakthrough then like happens. No. And so, yeah, I mean, I would hundred percent agree. It goes back to the, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the movie we were talking about earlier, the catfishing. Yeah. You're constantly pretending someone that you're not. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah, and I think that also just requires, like, when you're seeking out that community, finding trusted, like, a trusted community. Yeah, that's key. That's just, like, unfiltered grace. Um, and I, I, I'm a part of this, like, group um, for a camp I used to do, and I love it because, I, you know, get it, we're getting to reconnect. It's been, like, six years since I've been a part of it, which is crazy. I can't even believe, like, mm. I just can't believe it was that long ago already. Wow. But... Um, just getting to see like the people I've done life with for years, just who, who love Jesus, who are Christ followers, be just unfiltered in the sense of like sharing their struggles, sharing what they've gone through. Yeah. It might actually include a cuss word or two, which doesn't mean that's how I want to speak, but I'm not going to judge them based on that. Like just letting them feel real creating that safe space for community um i think sometimes as christians you know we're always we're held to such a it feels like we're held to such a high standard all the time that there are that that sometimes you can't even feel conviction because you just feel like you're being told what to do all the time instead of allowing instead of just knowing that God accepts you where you are and allowing him to convict yeah. as he sees fit. Um, and that's something even I, you know, struggle and I try to like shut my mouth. Like if it's not the time or the place and just allow the Lord to work, but just that raw unfiltered grace for people to just be themselves, yeah. to just be yeah. um, is so important. And so like you might be seeking it, but also be sure to be that person yeah. for someone else That's who's so seeking community. That's so good. Well, guys, we hope that this podcast, um, this episode has impacted you. Um, you know, we would love to hear feedback or just maybe questions that you have. If if you're listening and, and you just don't know how to belong to a community, reach out to us on Instagram. Um, and we would love to connect with you and just get you plugged into a community that you can grow in and do life with. Um, And like Becca stated at the beginning of the podcast, if you're not following, make sure you follow this channel so you stay up to date with every new episode. Uh, Please share the podcast with friends and family. Um, That's how this podcast will continue to grow and we're able to do cool stuff. And uh, leave us a a rating and a comment. We love to hear uh, just how you guys are liking the show and Um, We're so grateful for everyone who listens. You guys are amazing, and uh, we can't wait to see you next week. So thank you so much for joining us around the table. We love you, and we will see you next Friday. See you next week. Bye.